Welcome to this week's edition of the Gasali Podcast, where we do wrestling news, recaps, and other stuff. Let's start with Dynamite recap for this week's Dynamite. Okay. They talked about, we talked about, we're going to talk about how the Combat Club continues. Mega team, team main events with Nosuke taking on the Butcher and the Blade with Don Callis on the side. That was the headliner. It also featured finale of the number one contenders tournament crown the challenge MJ's challenger. We have the Gargel the latest title defense and the latest Bargain feud of Cole and Jericho feud. So what went down and what it means for the double or nothing bill for May twenty eighth. So let's go to the recap. Let's start with the international championship. Arch Cassie Respandino. Cassidy successfully defended his AEW International Champion to kick off Wednesday the show. Kick knocking on Bandino with a stunning punch punch and beach break. The match continued. Cassidy's strong run as International Champion, which is the net more successful title defense in his AEW career than anyone bar Cargill. For everyone, for a guy often considered comedy act, he has been a workhorse for all the wrestling in 2023, defending his title weekly against a slate of different wrestlers with different styles and backgrounds. The result is always the same, the banger of a match. You don't necessarily have to be a casting or a stick, but it's not denied he's putting the work of the ability and quality performances to justify his place as champion. More the same, now it's up to Tony Khan to start an end game and place for Rachel Anders Reign because there is some come a time when fan tires the Bayface winning all his matches. He must avoid that for the sake of Cassie and connection he had with the fans when they won nothing else. Cassie defeated Bandino to retain. There's one thing that is still that Bandino dropped Cassie across the guardrail to have himself to heal the match. Even at the end, is he had looked for the unleashing of the audience. We saw the challenger hoist Cassidy with a water arm, brought him down with a gorilla's press slam. Then he had an Eddie Gorilla Spire Frog Smash for a two. Bandino popped Fesh with squeeze into an air, and the chant came down with Orange Punch, at a break, beach break for the title defense. Then we go to backstage, and Adam Cole told Pinnacat that he'll be calling Jericho out later Wednesday, later tonight, following Ocho's desperate act last week. There's, now we go to Hardwood versus Jeff Jarrett. By the hook or crook, Jared set himself lethal for future AEW World Tag Team Championship opportunity by the way of victory over Dax Howard Wednesday night. Sorry to have all done Jerry Dudd, but the heels merged with Victoria's and necessary continuation of the feud would like to be the title encounter at Double or Nothing on May 28. Jared was here, hanging right there with Harwood, never once looking like he was too old to keep up with that guy in his prime. Hall of Famer, 55 to rare breed of work who is effective, relevant four decades into the careers early on. Given the rare talent of all the paper match like very good, I'm not going to singles match. Pops the task for Gerard Jones, nickname for Dud, giving the loudmouth villains love for pen, number two pencil. Jared to fear Hardwood. So, the referee Aubrey orders sign up saying Jared Dud to the back for they to step on the stage. Cashier did not accompany Harwood during the match with one on one. Dutt returned to ringside for nowhere, tried to hard let him to foot chase right to stroke by Jared for the win. Then after that, Tony Khan announced the return of the Owen Hart Cup with the matches take place in Canada and at the Forbidden Door, the finale will take place in Calgary, Alberta in July. So yeah, that was Tony Khan's announcement. The Owen Hart Cup returns. It'll take place in Canada and the Forbidden Door. 
Warlow in action one week after regaining TNT Championship and acquiring Medro Service of Arnanison. Warlow seemed with none of these opponents will look like an unstable force. Last year, double or nothing. He's not nearly there, but was a step in the right direction. Just Anderson, well, peace. Warlow has his own natural charisma and almost a problem. Anderson gave him a credibility need and several questionable booking decisions. Christian Cage, Luchasaurus, and a new set of rivals of the Wardog, but when I have a question where Warlord Mask technically can leave for the loss at this point. Warlord defeated unnamed opponent. So, Anderson told Warlord to take a shower, have a beard. Cage, Lord, so back down, rather than join Warlord Anderson in the ring. Backstage, backstage, uh, Moxie leveled RJ City, threatened their, their scares be left Wednesday night. Tonight, now we go to Darby Allen versus Sammy Guevara. For a moment, Wednesday night, it appeared NGF was set to defend the AEW World Champion against Guevara, following Spanish God hijinks with their Darby Allen. Out there at the Roth with Tony Khan over his insets. Shavant reeled in a tag match between Guevara and Jeff against Allen Jungle Boy. Jack Perry next week would turn where heels will compete for the top right of the company. All four pillars of AEW will compete for the goal in Las Vegas. The match next week will be for a contest bet for the moment the four shared a ring first time at the Revolution Wrestling. One not to wonder if this was really the best story that could have been told. Everything from the last two weeks felt all the necessary stock gather made the fact that there was no better career on the table. That should be a perfectly definite match in your history. In that regard, it is disappointing, honestly. Is there any collection of talent that can overcome so booking into a far competitive poise to do so battle on May 28? That is, Parent Allen scored the winner next week's show. Guevara defeated Allen by disqualification. Engineer joined moments, Engineer joined commentary for the match where he took shots at Tony Shabbat, calling him a blubbering old man. Then we got Guevara taking a dive double on. We got expecting Guevara's gonna take a dive and double nothing. Scott asked NJS about it. More like that. He told the threats the check were not clear. Then we hear about Daddy Russell and Daddy wants to wrestle in jail in response to one line about the limited in ring schedule. You got Tay Miller provide a traction allow Guevara to catch Allen Smash while at the top row. Guevara delivers 36 30 different times row Allen through the table on the ring floor. Then Jack gave Allen Skateboard referee Paul, Paul, Paul Turner Conlon joins qualification. Justin Roberts announced Guevara the winner. Uh-huh. That was pretty much setting up for that tag team match. That's next week. So, enjoy the camera. Alan Cole called the Jericho out. And we also got a Roderick Strong debut. Last week, Jericho portrayed a setup that come with Baker being brutally beaten by the Alc. While her boyfriend, Cole, watched while handcuffed to the bottom of the rope. Cole called the old show this week, but Jericho sends Cronin to preach the side beam down perspective, double or nothing opponent. Arch Cassidy made the same alongside Bandito, but fell down to the numbers advantage. Disadvantage, Roger Strong made a AEW debut coming to the aid of his former era teammate and clearing the heels to the bat. Strong is a great professional wrestler, really the name for And the history between home might made him appeal against Fratoni Khan. Said uh, in a bag and Bible one of the world uh, in the ring honor. History band uh, always in the AEW so makes sense. Oh shit. Oh, Time magazine, no. Time will tell. Cease from I'm being. Yeah, so that was a great segment. David and Roger Strong and stuff. 
Yeah, so, the, yeah. The Steelers are kind of always difficult, right? There goes Sango. Miller, Park, Brand. So strong was fired up to the fight that he and the motion crowd fueling him. So yeah. So this was a great segment. TV's champion Val J. Cargill versus Greg Cargill. Joe Douglas got Conor McGovern for a song. Okay, alright. We got K. Gargoyle scoring another successful time defense. And he's sending a win straight to five, six in a row, 56 in a row. We're not without controversy. Challenges about time Valkyrie inability to use her road of how Venture ultimately did her win as Gargoyle capitalized on confusion by scoring a tainted Titan sister roll up for the win. The crowd runs on response this one. Current nights under matches likely to build because the build to have uh, rampage on them. Yeah, the reason behind this baby face and her throne is seeming comfortable champion. This is a stipulation regarding her finish was fine. Has worked for the mad pass, but then something like HA music surprise to his son was much doubt finisher. Then WWE's and Valkyries and AEW fans. The post-match happening is just the issue between the champion and to finish. The current con is really going to have to work. Fans invest in the program because they feel like treated the second, third world boys point. Cargill has worked too hard to develop his skills. Oliver Tower star and Valkyrie is too much of a veteran. Both have earned better than that. Pretty much, yeah. She's a veteran. Cargill defeated Valkyrie retained. We saw Valkyrie fire away match with the blue thunder bomb. Uh, Cargill do demote dominate on the challenge set. Cargill for the road valve, but both smart and start. Edwards Miner, she cannot use an infinite mover. Shepard Campbell has stretched and sold well up while it's holding tight to the win. After the match, Valkyrie threatened to deliver a finish to Edwards. Referee Room Kempty helped calm the challenger down. It was most of the story. We're getting more to this story. So backstage, Hater told the outcast the only way they should be over the heel center and Baker to the morgue is that the the outcast Baker and the Hater situation is going to continue regardless. So now we got the main event. Omega Kanosuke Taki versus the Butcher and the Blade. So Omega Kanosuke Tashi Puro to exist the team. And this means that you know, Event overcoming the focus attack of the Butcher and the Blade score a hard five victory. The, short, the celebration we start later, though, Brian Dancing first saw Maple situation by recording. She then orchestrated a vicious beatdown of Omega. Bucks tried to even the odds, but a monetary stretch in the form of Tashi allowed the heel to jump back on the top and eventually the young Japanese competitor bloody course of a screwdriver. We are inching closer to the showdown between the elite. The Blackpool Comic Club at the events of Wednesday night. I should appear there'll be more questions to answer to Takashi. The end of the instance was said about being a professional wrestler about interest again. So minor damage but to him serves a wake-up call. May he stay true to the leads and the minor battle BCC or, or a double or nothing. Where the K did a solid job introducing young star to the storyline, creating questions on where the allegiance is a lie. We get Adam Don Collins and Orzelis to get Mega Code set the 21st 7-year-old Kashi and you have more layered story than appear appeared. So Mega and Takashi defeat Butcher and Blade. 
So honestly, the problem with the elite, they rest on their past laurels. Danielson said before question why Mega and the Young Bucks had not targeted AEW World Champion MJF AEW Champions. But Chess is returning. Kip Saban tipped up Mega Ringside. Four Stephen Harwin's present time. Husband Butcher wiped out former champ. Will champ stand tall? Take a sheet better from the hot tap feet on the crowd. Energy shining. Took on the heels. Mega take a sheet. Delivered pile driver knee to the journey to the butcher to the win. I see one fresher run got the pin. Why don't you look exhausted? That sounds a bit disappointing. Mega's the ladder. The Bucks may say following the beatdown from the heels. Danielson attempted to recruit Shima Blaine to stop a goof driver attack by Mega Mega by Mox. Later, when the young started not to join the heels, he found himself receiving in the weapon. So, yeah, it's mostly what to happen. And, you know, so yeah, that was the whole Dynamite review. Okay. All right, let's, let's recap ROH now. All right, welcome to my recap ROH now. Let's get to it. This week's show, the you know, looked to continue her reign of dominance when she battled Lady Frost in a championship proving round match. After her after pressing debut, ROH debut against Lady Ringo Local last week, Ringo Local returns about the battle of high fire named Blake Christian. Brian Cage, Brian Cage faced Leon Ruff, Diamond Squirtle against Sky Blue Moore. Let's take a look at everything that took place on the night episode of the era of Honor Rest. Athena vs. Lady Frost. This week's this week's show opened with Lady Frost taking on Athena and ROH wins. Proving ground match. The Ice Queen showed up some speed and agility early about, but aggressive stuff. You know, gradually ground to her. Frost began to make a comeback when she took too long to set up for a perfect moonsault. The phone god is tripping and hunger in the tree. Whoa. Should I search him? Well, then I hesitate to move at the moon. So they get to the mouth of white page. Smash is going to win. The dust is going to drive at the start of the match. The actual lot of fun. But here's how they teach how Dina is holding his program matches to find records. And it's a story. The match is less than 10. Baseball man pal. Why into that time? What about Athena? So they, if they could have 10 matches in the show, then less than 2 hours, they can afford to get Frost her own entrance instead of having to start in the ring. Now, Jim McGinnis fits so well with Amber Cabana and Priest Compulman on the commentary. Athena had a nice transition from submission to a gut buster. The infantry, next, the infantry versus Rouge and Preston Vance. Sean Dean, Bravo all first tag team match because the members of La Falcon and Mambres, Rush and Preston Vance. Vance easily dominated both members of the infantry. The match by himself, but Brian and Dean were able to save each other. Fortunately, with the delay in the end of the Vance nailed a huge spinning clothesline that Bravo could have won, but stopped the pin so we could tag in. Rush to hit the bull's horns for the win. LFI may be a bigger priority for the manager right now, but the infantry is a, is a team that should get pushed at some point. Dean and Bravo looked apart and have a great physical ability. The match was shown event, but both teams looked as good as they could given the amount of time they had. Winners, Rouge, and Infantry. So basically, fans had a bunch of masks. He was picking for the wrestlers. We haven't seen him do that in a while. All wrestling, only wrestlers just put random jobs on the mask so he could add that to the collection. This is the best fans have for several weeks. If it booked like this all the time, he'll be successful. 
Rush's finisher will be look always looks brutal. Next is Best Friends versus Joe Ojasos and Mookie Summers. Chelsea and Beretta were in action this week against Oceans and Mookie Summers. Oceans have been restless years. Some but Summers in his rookie year in professional ranks, but it was the biggest opportunity of the day. Oceans started to get an early advantage, but Beretta quickly stashed control and beat him down to roughly told him to back off. This was a glorified squash match in about every way. It was a complete one-sided. It was close. Best friends picked up an easy win to cap off the third contest in a couple of minutes. Best friends moments. Oh, Beretta honestly has a good intention when he wants to use it. He could be effective healing our rage managers are trying to spin a best friends and make them a villainous group. So it's kind of funny with someone shake the head of a competitor who hasn't even made it back to their feet yet. Next, we got Brian Cage versus Leon Ruff. Leon drew the body David this week when he battled our wages. Resident Goliath, Brian Cage, one third of a six man tag chance, we immediately corner Ruffian. A few strikes, Ruffian tended to the world DT, but Cage easily stopped the momentum of the swing. Shane picked Ruffian out of midair and slammed him to the mat to his finisher. Counter took him down the high flash of his quickness and began to show some signs of light, but when clothesline stopped him in his tracks, Cage finished him out with a modified clover submission. It was a story some of the other matches last week, but it was entertaining because Cage and Murphy had some great chemistry. Winner Brian Cage. There's some moments, observations, or something. The submission credit you used to win was awesome. The play would be generally painful, impossible escape. Ruffin is such a fun town to watch when he gets going. Let's hope you see him on TV more often. Okay, next. Dark Order versus the Trustbuster. So Sunny K, Jeeves K represent the Trustbusters. We can match against Dark Horse, New Grace, and Evil Uno. The Righteous came on the Watchman stage, just stretching loud. K attack Uno. No. And from behind to get the other hand <laughs> right away. Uno showed a press up play of power while he suplexed K until Sunny was on his back. Great disparate tactic, Grayson. The Dark Order finished the match with a running kick. Apologize. Possibly it wasn't too short to be special, but at least it's advanced storyline right just so that's something. What we saw was decent, but there just wasn't enough of it. The Dark Order. Uno seems like a nice guy, polite Uno is an intimidating name. I think Gear always will May whoever makes made it makes it a good job. Grace's speed board twisted and thought all I can do with head. If Case head, it could have been a bad landing if it was a couple inches on the one side. Mm-hmm. Next match. Diamond versus Sky Blue. Uh, oh, this is my dog. I gotta calm down. Better calm down. Alright, Diamond made her first appearance and R.S. is one launching Sky Blue on this week's show. Career Blue has a good time. She wake up a win. Alright, but it's not a future star. Mm-hmm. Diamond was one experience for her. She was trying to rest about. Ooh, the great underdog play pile. Great strikes and Diamond is the final card. Two later, oh man, he's a pen on the way. Great. Blue hat, my. We're showing down in a couple of weeks. Another sky blue. Yeah. So, yeah. So, basically, Athena's going to be having her a showdown in sky blue in the next couple of weeks. We'll see if there are reach tapings. It's a moment's observation. Blue's music is hard to hear, the bigger earnings if the crowd's loud. The back and forth penny spot they went far too long. They didn't change positions. They just roll back and forth the same pains every time. 
Diamond and Blue's forearm strikes could have been better, but German Sipper and Diamond hit a print apron was great. Next match, Lee Moriarty versus Michael Romero. Big Bill Moriarty accompanied Mio Moriarty to the ring for his match against Michael Romero. Competitors are known technicians. They start a nice exchange of holes, core counters. Moriarty finds some defense early, so Bill Ricky will the referee has back turned. Competitors about a show point. Show a lot of things going on the way. Big Bill interfered again. Chose somewhere on the apron. You're the only one with a match. Probably should have won this one. What I patch? Wait a minute. Romero's spring, springboard ET looked great. Moriarty should have been in the back of a He would fit him better than he does with a firm, but he he's work on his character. The way Marco Romero landed our open out there, Chokeslam looks rough. So, yeah, that, that. Well, here's this match Ringo Loco versus Break Christian. Basically, the main event. Somewhat the main event. Basically, the main event. So, Green Loco and Brain Cushion both had impressive performance in Ring of Honor recently, weeks so the match with Carewitch got to push. Both are no high price clothes. They immediately started giving more high hundred miles as soon as the bell rang in Samuels. They had to set a big spot. Try everything that happened to match like this. Possibly were trying to do everything. Even they were focused on the air front. They saw some examiner holds. Tight mixed them out the throughout at the exchange. Fantastic exchange. Christian picked up the win to Springboard 450. So that was the main event, Blake Christian won. The announcers talked about how local actually had a hard time in 2016. The fact he survived working at this level is awesome. Christian has some of the cleanest dies, always clears the top row, hits per- target perfectly every time. Logo's kind of like La Parka. He doesn't look like he doesn't be able to do things. He does what physically Vizeki has, but he's pulls it off, makes it look good. So yeah, that was our rage recap. Now we go straight to Rampage recap. Mm-hmm. So, welcome to this week's recap of Rampage. Let's talk about it. So, we have the newly formed duo, Lee Keefley and Dustin Rose in action. They claim made an appearance. What half the tag team chance for action when Leeler faces Lethal? The team of Jay White and Drew Robinson battle Starks and Sean Spears. We also we also are going to be here for an all cast on a singles battle between Energy and, and, and Alessia Deanne. Let's, let's, look, let's, let's get a recap look on this week's episode of Rampage. Juice Robson, Jay White versus Starks and Spears. Starks and Spears, Starks and Spears didn't want to wait for the bell and get in action. First match of the night. Wait. Let's see the entrance first. Here they're trying to see the ring, but begin brawling. Four four men fought out. Three minutes over. To here to the rules. Put them out of none. Legal partner in the corner. The Willicom members use a lot of their tactics. Double team offense. Keith Sean Spears. Isolated during the commercial break. Darks went on a rampage for return. Look, he and Spears had a match firmly hand, but the Bullet Club goal was able to get the victory and pin Sean Spears with finisher. Not when that was a good tag team match overall, but both duels showed quite a lot of chemistry as partners. AW tag team division already crowded, but you already seen where to join. They will do well. Winners. Jay White, Juice Robinson. So it was a great match. They won. Let's go. So, is there some moments? 
There were it was cool that people allowed to remain bullet club and they had to leave New Japan, but AEW should have his own chapter. They would soon they will. The fact AEW has done more with the Spears is criminal. He's so good at both face. He can work any kind of opponent. He should be in a kind of car star at least. Give him that. He should. Robinson Spears, great woman, made it, did a good job making it unique to him. Starks had one of the clearest drop kicks in AEW. Starks had a good, good bunch. A lot of us don't look convincing when they want to do one, but the Starks made it look like they connected. We got the Naturally Limitless versus the Bray Pierce and Charlie James. Keeling doesn't have made their debut as a new tag team, Naturally Limitless, in a match against two enhancement talents known as Brady Pierce and Charlie James. This is a little more than a glorified squash match. They didn't last a little longer. They neither were show order for Ryle Rhodes. They leave show off a little bit. Ending was never in question. Lee and Rhodes won with the Luminous Spirit one. One hit the Luminous one hit the Spirit Bomb. Swords music hit hit and the middle and Phillies came on stage. There were no physical confrontation. The segment kept their view going, but they didn't add anything to it. Natural Luminous one. Lee's entrance cap is great. It fits his character perfectly. Rose telling Lee to throw him into the opponents was fun. Next, we got a women's match. Jana J versus Ashley D'Ambos. Third match on nice saw. Anna J take on someone who's been more, making more AEW appearances than AEW lately. Ashley D'Ambos, the batch beaker with both men trying to get the hand. D'Ambos, Ultra Man, take control, but. Energy counter her in the corner, a stretcher against the ring post to flick some more punishment. Jay got the win by making Dams tap out to the Queen Slamper, salvage a cut short when Julia Hart should have attacked him from behind. The match was okay, but the fight after what people's interest in seeing, but seeing that Jay ended up ahead for the referee's made to back off. Energy won. So, yeah, Energy won. Here's some moments. And the sure it's going to get some middle school students in trouble, like, like DX and Regidice for this generation. So that's why kids are going to one. If you want to go back and look at NJ's first minute match in AW, you will see how far she had come a couple of years. One big improvement is her transition. She no longer offers pause between moves. Though the time with Bayon Fertilier expresses about the story of the match. Now we got Claim versus Three Jobbers, and then Jane Lethal versus Cash Wheeler. So. Caster, they both had yeah, took on three jobs when names take long to stay in the match itself. Caster got the pin for a scene with a mic drop. There's nothing else to say about this. It may have been fun for the light crowd. This was felt like a waste of time, especially on shows only one hour struggles with pacing issues. They claim one as a squash match. Now we go to the main event. The main event night was Sunday but part two. Jared took on Dax Harris, so so Wheeler takes on Lethal. Unlike Wednesday night, the alliance of both men did not remain backstage. Said that he knew Lethal would cheat during the back to interview, so Mark Bristol served as a special guest at first, sir. This match started for both men foregoing for, 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 for for the wrestling and trying to hit each other as hard as possible. It was highly competitive, the fans were highly trying to show. And hard for the multi day carry singles match that they can't with tattoo moves, with tattoo contests. Mm-hmm. So, 
So that's your rainbows like you, my character, but the man of road world. In him, the crowd has a great response. When Cash kind of suplex the cradle, and as we leave the lobby, I'll get him up for suplex. Either way, it looked good. So, yeah, so that was the main event. Lethal got the win over hard, hard against Cash Wheeler. The, the feud will continue with FTR and Lethal and Jarrett, so it will have some continuation. Uh, there's more to this feud, but we don't know what it's going to be, so yeah. That was a Rampage recap, and he also had the Orange recap, so let's go to the wrestling news. Let's get to the wrestling news. So, we're going to start with CM Punk, who was reportedly backstage at tonight's Raw, asking to leave by Vince McMahon. So, ahead of this week's Raw in Chicago, Illinois, a major AEW reporter being seen backstage, I believe he's no one present. So, poor PW Insider, former champion CM Punk, was backstage at tonight's at this week's Raw taping, which the show take place in Allstate Arena, that was signed up match with Cena at Money in the Bank 2011. Former WWE Channel current AEW star CM Punk was backstage for a bit at tonight's Raw taping. Mm-hmm. As it, here's what they say: As is writing, there was no word CM Punk was taping. Source told us that he spoke to Triple H. It was here that they was meant to squash some beef. It was nothing to join WWE. It was meant to squash beef. So, he did talk to everyone, squash some beef. But, we heard that people in WWE were pointing feel that CM Punk might go back. But, he was here to squash some beef, part of his anger management deal. But, it was Vince who made the request he leaves. Punk obliged. So, Punk says goodbyes and obliged. Basically, I don't think Punk is going to come back to WWE. So, Vince probably won't allow it. And, he just squashing beef. So, it's simple as that. As a tire, I, I don't know why Mostert turned this to a situation that he wants to go back to WWE. I don't get it with him. Like, so Nate is what it is, how what it is. We don't know. We don't know yet. So we're gonna get to somewhere in, in between her, and you know how it is. It's how it is done. So update. Here's the update on a recent meme between CM Punk, and Chris Jericho, former champion CM Punk. Also been absent for all else since last year, September last year, following injury and staying in the main event suspension he received, the involvement the brawl incident at the post-show press conference. So return now appears to your horizon, however, Punk said to feature heavily on a coming collision show reported by Andrew Sarian, except for Saturday nights at 8pm on TNT. Reportedly, Slam Punk's when to return, Bayfield Select noted that Chicago native was set to meet with Jericho ahead of Punk's feud between two. Five now provided now provided updating on said meeting, knowing that they would probably unavailable considering the heat between the two believed we have each other. The part of General Punk was set to meet speak with another one that's had all last week. Those familiar with the situation of the meeting was relatively uneventful. Consider especially when taking consider issues the two have. Fightful. So the report also states that upon joining AEW, Punk reached out Jericho or to establish bygone by bygone before past issues like Punk Green provided right now further moving forward. Jericho reportedly shot at Punk on the brow incident with Punk referring to him as a stooge or in Graham Stories post. So for sources familiar to the situation told Fightful, it would seem 
that the pair could end up working together with, without issues following the meaning, but pointing towards Punk's recent history of Jericho often wrong confrontations is not that simple. This is what it was from Fightful, but the original Tort PW Tote Show audio show, Keller reportedly reported that meeting was all set of FTR involved. So the meeting has said that the meeting took place. Jericho and FTR was supposed to be on Friday. I think that might have been wise in Tampa. I just heard from one source went well. Yeah. And so earlier in the show, the PW, PW Tort Show, Keller touched on Punk's shot parents by saying, Pops Ross saying, again, it was a Watch some beef. Like, he was interacting with stars. I mean, we started a flight to Tampa for just show the taping. Constantly not being given heads up due to spur moments to the punks. So, I said, saw Punk didn't show up cold. He just flights some people. Kind of does here. That's some. Yeah, I was in Jersey. People flight. He may be welcome. But like, they visit Raw. So, like, Tony Khan was not given a head up. And this, the indication point towards Punk just kind of distance when I didn't necessarily be not being deal. It's just he wants to say hi to some friends when you're in Chicago. Part of me thinks this is going to try to blow over in the fact that big picture of tradition Punk can see him in the AEW. Now, as for Whale Keller, additionally, Keller noted that Punk parents are Raj just seen another bit of warning sign gentlemen's in the entire reading the room how lay low and how critical and creative stuff a planner of Jerry Punk into a vault of scissors and gets in for money he paid him to take your take. So, yeah, Punk, honestly, I don't think so. I think Punk was squashing beef, so I think it's more like that. I don't get why they want Wade Keller want to make it to something else. I don't know why. Yes. CM Punk needs to have something so he can be make his return to AEW, United Center, you know. So yeah, let's let's be uh okay. Let's call a spade a spades, you know. Tree of Fox 2 now gonna be making impact week this weekend. This is this weekend. This week on this podcast, area no. Trinity Fatu, Naomi has been absent in ring after out happening on May last year with Tyler Turner and Patricia Banks. Here's that one long time she stepped out of the ring. Seriously, a new PW Elite reported revealed that she started making pack tapings in shot this week. So, PW Insider Elite has a friend in power. Big shot of surprise. The former WWE Slash Fatu, aka Naomi, W Insider. The report also knows the current plan for one off and former SmackDown was a chance to be run for the company. Third absence, both performed that both wish you on WWM interest in client services, but now appears an impact set move moving forward. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Good for them. Uh-huh. Yeah. Alright, AEW senior VP Meha Paha discussed how she had a big personality in AEW. So Meha Park is one of the top executives in the as very president, your officer, along with Parker helping set him over backwards. Since sports, I feel like I've got a sinister competition. And I swear, I try to meet people that people and necessary communication. No matter what I'm talking to, I'm always trying to try to do it the way it's comfortable, but those who must go something years to learn. Don't pursue something of something. 
I don't necessarily you know, listen. I think how a different thing than about just in a way. I look back and I can't control the process. I can control how I deliver the message. There are books about association that help. Every conversation you think about was association. I didn't get away. Purpose, I didn't get away. I go through some kind of gymnastics when I'm talking to coaches, just can counsel. I dress, have fit, pat myself, and better try to stay real comfortable. Since myself as a professional type lawyer, I don't have my job. Has to be some nights. But I am a horrible thing I'm going to see. Her role behind the scenes in the role. Her duties completely can be out which program. So yeah, she she's a lot of shit, but she's great in her role. So you know, so that's what it is. But basically, in retrospect, Mega is good for AEW in, in the long term. So good for her. Alright, WWE reportedly will be pursuing AEW talent as contracts through the end of the year. So, over the year, they never seen like a rotating door to town just last fan, last night. Fans were last week, I mean this week. So, fans were thrilled to see arrival of Strong. Roger Strong came to the AEW and Adam Cole during the broadcast. This leaves many questions surrounding AEW performance and their contracts. So, Previously, it's been reported Young Bucks and the GF contract end on January 1st. Next year, I've been revealing that there was an arrest. They iterated the of contracts that do come at the end of the year. So anyone in top tier departed the arrest and said that we would show interest. So there are AEW contracts that are coming due to the end of the year. Some of them, many of them, are, that we honestly pursue all of them. All the ones that are key ones they can get. So it's not kind of a time to start referred during the contract talk, but you'll be tracing the officer say where they tell they choose when it enters contract's final phase. So yeah. So yeah, this has been a contract thing, like AW like they're gonna resign mostly they will most likely resign the Bucks, Omega, resign NJF, and keep them like the rest like Andrade, Miro, they're gonna be they're gonna let the contracts run out. The, Miro's no wait. It's already Andre, Andrade, and Buddy Murphy mostly. They're gonna be going back to WWE. Like the one, I don't think I think Miro will most likely spin WWE. Will might go back to WWE, but he's stuck still in the. He signed an extension I think, years two years ago, so he's fucked. He's got to wait for an extension. That's on him. And honestly, I'm gonna take this away. Like, I want Tony Khan and Miro to make a compromise and something. Like, like make a compromise. Like, I'm tired. No more. I want no more Miro news until, like, Miro's making a return to AEW. I got to form a compromise, you know. So, you know. All right. Now, this week, this week on AEW podcast, apparently there were reports over 60,000, 60,000 pre-sale sign-ups for AEW's all in at Wembley Stadium. My mistake was actually 120k thousand signups are all in at Wembley Stadium. So three three short weeks ago, Tony Khan appeared at Dino revealed that AW will make their UK debut on August 27. Many were surprised to hear the company intentions to run Wembley Stadium, but some announced that all in shows have been first wrestling event, historical event since Summer Slam 1982. The online buzz is aimed to go by many fans' clamoring to their hands on taking Wembley's spectacle. 
So the pre-sale event will take place on May 2nd with the general sale happening three days later. So fans have yesterday, like the fan, the pre-sale will take on May 2nd with the general sale three days later. So yeah. So fans had this yesterday register for a unique code that allowed pre-sale. They ranked and over 6,000 codes to start and roll out doing monstrous interest in the show. So there's a lot new regarding every show. I mean, I'm I, sorry, I made a mistake. It was actually 120k thousand codes most of talked about. Like, so it's not a lot new regarding every show when we say it. They cut out the given pre sale uh, codes on poor 27. The numbers were more than than 120k thousand. So, yeah. So, mm-hmm. AW has to confirm any details, details who will feature in the show. Fans are right, fans like booking lineups. They have to see as many as. Did the company pull out stocks at UK debut? So, AW Collision reportedly headed by Sam Hunt and Shar Dianne. Tapings headed by Elite and Blackpool Combat Club. Saturday's new Nine Night Weekly Show Collision for reports for many months now, with 17 being reported Saturday for the show. One rumor idea for the company to introduce the blasters, some sort of complication of the members whilst they're being kept separate, need to be in new show like they pay hosts, Sam Punk, following Pony's eventual return to the company. Spend upon this, Jay Melton Wrestling Server Newsletter confirmed that Bob Punk TR will main feature on Saturday nights. The Elite will main on Dynamite, spending most of their time with Wednesday Crew. Current Rampage take following with Dynamite is not set change. Mean Bills are present during the main week show. We'll find ourselves being cast for Tation broadcast Friday. The idea is town split one group working Wednesday and working Saturday because Rampage likes to be taped on Wednesday, meaning that the Wednesday night crew permanently the Saturday crew will be headed by Punk and FTR and the Wednesday crew are the A the Elite and BCC. And that's from one. That was in the circulation of Google Punk will work with Falls Return. There's been recent reports of a meeting between Chicago Born Star, Trish Jericho, Tesla Feud. Zorba goes to confirm the links between Jericho and Elite Saturday show. They feel Punk will need a strong Everest to be part of the collision crew. There are rumors of Jericho on Saturday because Punk took a winning Punk opponent because he wide meeting with Jericho. It remains to be seen how exactly CM Punk's AEW return will play out. The only CM pair there will be operation between the Ross and the Marine crew with the company who tour our show launched in June. So, the new show we're watching in June in Canada, so in Owen Hart's home. That's the finals of the Owen Hart Cup, so thank you for that. You know, honestly, this is a good thing for Punk. You want to make his turn important? Like, do it on Collision, a second show, a two hour show. Make it important. So, this was the Gossip Podcast. I'll see y'all next, next week. Bye.